what we did with this product was we're trying to give people the benefit of using a mixer without necessarily having to be like the audio professional who went to school. Like I hear all the time, anytime I meet someone, they're like, Oh, the first board I ever used was a Mackie. And like, we all learned on it. I, you know, we had them in my classrooms. Welcome to audio branding, the hidden gem of marketing. Sound plays a more important role in human behavior and our decision-making than you may realize. In this podcast, I'll help you understand the art and science of sound so you can better influence others in business and your life. I'm your host, Jody Krangle. Let's delve a little deeper. Here's the first part of my conversation with Rob Pazzatello. My next guest is a creative self-starter who has worked across podcasting, independent filmmaking, and the music industry. He began his career in 2009 as a live stream radio host. Today, he is the marketing director for the pro audio brand Mackie and leveraged his background in content to help launch the DLZ Creator, a digital mixer that adapts to a user's level of experience to produce professional results faster than ever. His name is Rob Pazzatello, and I'm looking forward to getting his thoughts on the trends and future of podcasting, audio tech, and sound in general. I know he'll have a lot to say about it. As always, if you have questions for my guest, you're welcome to reach out through the links in the show notes. If you have questions for me, visit audiobrandingpodcast.com, where you'll find a lot of ways to get in touch. You can also join regular Clubhouse chats in the Power of Sound house at 2 p.m. Eastern every Wednesday. Plus, subscribing to the newsletter will let you know when the new podcasts are available and what the newest Clubhouse rooms will be about. And if you're getting some value from listening, the best ways to show your support are to share this podcast with a friend and leave an honest review. Both those things really help, and I'd love to feature your review on future podcasts. You can leave one either in written or in voice format from the podcast's main page. I would so appreciate that. And now, here's my conversation with Rob Pazzatello. Welcome. It's good to see you. It's been good, a while. Good How to you see you doing? too. I'm doing well. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm glad we, we got around to it, you know? Very much so. I've been looking forward to this. Likewise. So, uh, yeah. Um, just to start us off, do you have an early memory of how sound moved you? An early memory of how sound moved me? Um, yeah. That's a great question. I feel like when we when we last spoke, I probably had, you know, a great anecdote prepared for it. <laughs> um well, something early on that got you interested in what you're doing now. I mean, because clearly sound is a thing for you. Sure. So. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, I think I always like there was definitely like times, especially in film soundtracks where like mm-hmm. that was like, you know, music especially was like where things like really got heightened and I would like attach to something and I enjoyed listening to to film soundtracks and stuff. Um but, you know, uh, I think the earliest memory that I can attach to having like an audio or music influence is just like when the iPod video came out, you know, and I know that's not like super early, but for me, like I was in high school and it was just like the coolest thing and I got it and I didn't listen to much like a ton of music then, but I had this iPod and I was like, well, I have to justify it. And so then I just started listening to music like crazy 
and you know exchanging cds like friends would like burn me cds and give them to me at school and then i'd you know and so quickly my ipod you know i filled it with music and that was definitely like probably like i would say like the catalyst for me becoming interested in in music and audio and like i was always a video person and then somehow just you know by love of music ended up working in it and so it's you know, that's what I, you know, I guess I would say is the best answer. Sure. Yeah. I mean, audio tech is another aspect of things that a lot of people don't really pay all that much attention to, right? Like they just, it works. That's all I need to know. <laughs> so what got you interested in the internal workings of all this? <laughs> yeah. Or well, just in the, like the audio industry in general or, yeah, I mean, yeah, so sure. uh, I'll, I'll clarify. I'm, you know, currently I'm the marketing director at Mackie. And, uh, again, like I was always, always a video person. Like I liked filmmaking and, uh, storytelling and that, and, you know, in those most traditional respects. And like, even it's kind of like, I have to laugh because I've learned that, um, just through my education and, and in my professional career, Audio always follows video, like the trends develops just quicker in video. And it's even true of like the mm -hmm. reason why I got an iPod was because you could put videos on it now. And do you know why that happens, though? Do you do you have a theory? I, I don't know. I mean, I think it's just more like I just think something being a visual aspect has like a little more like instant gratification, like and something that we maybe take for granted okay. um, is yeah. audio because like that's for what it's worth. Like audio has a lot of value and like, there's like a shorthand with like audio memes and stuff. So, like right, right, right sure. now. But yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's just always been that way that, you know, um, uh, it, that's what really leads like phones have really nice cameras and like, you know, DSLR, cameras like all that technology like always kind of informs what will follow and so yeah I, I don't know it's just like audio is sometimes to people sort of like less accessible or just requires a little more like understanding i guess so um mm, slightly more yeah accurate. and so you know that's the that's maybe just the long Lots of payoff, though. Right. <laughs> and I think when something does have good audio and what's what's weird about this is that um, it's been shown that if something has bad audio, people have less like tolerance for that. And so like people will watch yeah. like in our case, like if the video is like, you know, not where it you want it to be like, well, that component isn't as important, but if the audio is not there, people's attention spans just drop. And so it is kind of, sure. it is sort of like this oxymoron of like, um, there is like more and less value. Like it's like held to a higher standard, but people don't, you know, it's just kind of weird. Um, I don't know how to explain it, but I'm sure there's some researcher who <laughs> toils over it. Yeah, psychology, mm -hmm. I'm sure there is. Uh, so what were your influences in this this whole thing? Like, what got you to Mackie? So, you know, the thing that I think where you can draw, like, the clearest line is when I went to school for video production, there was a student-run radio station, um, 
And I just always thought it would be cool to have a radio show. Like I liked listening to talk radio and I did that. And that, you know, is where I just kind of, because it was student run, there wasn't any like rules. You could just make whatever you wanted from it. And so I like, you know, very quickly just did whatever I wanted to do on that show. And if it was comics or movies or video games or whatever, like it was just my outlet for things I liked. And I learned at the time the value of a platform because this was like 2009. So people weren't like Instagram influencers or even like YouTube stars, right? This was still like pretty premature in like my show was live streamed technically, Mm, but this was way before Twitch was like what it is. And um, so for me, it was like this platform that I could call, you know, if I saw a band was coming through town, I would be like, Hey, you know, I have a radio show. No other qualification, right? But it was just like this open door. And that was where I just really started networking and putting myself out there. And like, um, that is probably the biggest influence in terms of me doing something professionally audio related. And I used that for whatever it was worth to, to get into Mackie. And, uh, like I, you know, I knew the name Mackie being, you know, we had, VLZ boards in our production trucks. And like, I knew, I knew it was synonymous with audio. I just wasn't like, I just wasn't the core user. Um, but Mm -hmm. yeah. And, and once I actually found the brand, like after having moved out here, I realized it was like, just, you know, very unique and, and like me, like free spirit and in these ways that Mackie isn't like too defined or too corporate. And I, I love it for that because I never, ever painted myself into any kind of wall and stuff. And so I love that I have that flexibility in my my career, too. Are you looking for ways to improve your company's or podcast's impact? You'd be surprised how powerful the use of an intentional audio branding strategy can be. Want to know more? I have a free downloadable PDF that gives you my five tips for implementing an intentional audio strategy at voiceoversandvocals.com slash audio dash branding dash strategy. That location does ask to put you on a mailing list just to send you updates on when the new podcasts come out. But if you really don't want to give your email out, I understand. Just contact me directly. My email is all over my website and I'll make sure you get that PDF without needing to sign up anywhere. If you do sign up, though, you also get access to a resources section called The Studio, where I have videos, white papers and PDFs, discounts from my guests, and snippets of audio from my guests that no one else gets to hear. So maybe it's worth your while. Totally up to you. And of course, if you're looking for voiceovers, you can get in touch with me about that, too. Now, back to the podcast. So is that what's changed then between what you thought the perception of Mackie was before you joined them and now that you're a part of the organization, like what has changed between what you think people know about Mackie and what you now know? Um, That's a good question. I mean, you know, at the time, I think that was like, so I'm, you know, I started as the digital marketing manager at the brand and, Mm -hmm. you, you know, um, uh, I had done a lot of production work in a lot of capacities. I even was considering 
I was considering when I, you know, I owned a, vid a small video production company and my options were like, okay, take out a big loan and invest in equipment and make this into a studio space where I was, I was looking at podcasting equipment. I had like a, I had a room that would have been great for a podcasting room and I was either going to do that okay, or I was going to move to Seattle and look for a corporate job. And I did that and I guess it worked out, but, um, you know, I had this, like I, sh when I was interviewing, I had this shopping list of like all of our competitor brands. And I was just like, you know, even like I, I DJed weddings and I was just like, Hey, like I was like, oh, here's the question okay. I want to solve. I was like, why, why isn't there any, I like, I was well positioned to be a Mackie customer, you know, and there's tons of choices. And you, you know, um, even my dad, like, you know, he knows the brand, but there's, you know, I think there's just like, there was a need to modernize our approach. And that was mm -hmm. what I came in to do. I, you know, I was a video producer. I knew content is king. And that's like some of the stuff I brought with me to be like, Hey, you know, like, let's, everyone says, Hey, we're the people who smash gear. I'm like, let's, okay, let's go outside and smash some gear. And like, sure enough, that stuff was like ripe for, for TikTok, And like, we, we were like a viral brand before that ever became a thing. Right. Um, we have that's cool. every, yeah. every right to be like the Wendy's Twitter of pro audio, you know, but <laughs> so the black sheep totally. And like, and, and that's like the thing <laughs> yeah. I love is like, I've worked at black school radio, but I always called it the black sheep of student media. Cause it had like the least like acknowledgement and like the least, money from um the the university but it was like that's what i love about like it just reminds me of that because mackie was just always like this challenger brand that you know redefined what could happen and so um yeah i don't know i just felt like i fit in <laughs> to, despite that that's yeah. good <laughs> yeah that's really awesome so yeah so being at at Mackie, then I think previously when we had our little chat before this, you were we were talking about a mission and uh, whether or not you had a mission or if Mackie had a mission and something about, uh, you know, challenging the norms and that mm. kind of thing, which you kind of love about the black sheep idea, the mentality there. Um, and yeah, if, do you have a, a personal mission as far as what you hope to accomplish with what you're doing on a personal level? Like I've started to just try and embrace being the person again, that we like the customer, you know, cause like I always okay. was the customer yeah. and like for, you know, through the last few years, I just really focused on the job, but now we have um, you know, these products like for live streaming and podcasting, like, and, uh, getting out of just our traditional live sound recording, but like creator specific. And I, you know, it, it just mm -hmm. in the time since you and I last spoke, um, you know, we had a short, just a short introduction call. Yeah. I started yeah. live streaming on Twitch and, um, just getting back into that habit and like have it just having just doing it for fun right not doing it for my job like i guess i could do it on the official mackie accounts but i just want to do it for fun and not feel like sure. it's work and um experiment with yeah, it, yeah and the thing is like for a long time i really thought like i overthought about like how should i market myself like should i 
do this? Should I? And I was like, I'm just going to do what I want that day. Cause that's what I did 10 years ago and it worked for me, you know? Um, mm-hmm. so sure, yeah. And so that's like really been very liberating. Um, is it using the DLZ that you're, that you're doing? This? Yeah. Or, well, I'm, I'm trying to get that. I just like bought a new computer and last night was, I was actually, I was more so I was having trouble with my capture card, but you know, it's just a lot of work to reconfigure everything. And so, but yeah, the Mm -hmm. DLZ was definitely what inspired me. And so just for quick context is like, yeah, um, even, um, Sean, who's helping, he mentioned he has a pro effects mixer and like, yeah. So for the last 35 years, Mackie has been, um, this mixer brand that, um, you know, made like the first quality affordable mixer that like any kind of aspiring gigging person could have. And like, that's always been our field. And those products were like, they're very ubiquitous and they're just seen and used everywhere. And, um, mm-hmm. but now we live in this day and age where there's purpose built devices. And so we made the DLZ creator, um, a purpose-built podcasting solution. And that for me, just going back to my roots again, selfishly, like when I left the institution of, you know, a a university, I just thought, okay, this is a part of myself that I'll never get back again. And now we have this board that does everything our $50,000 plus studio had. And it's something that is sitting on my desk. And I'm just like, well, if there's anyone who has any right to use this thing, I was like, I guess it should be the guy who helped launch it, you know? <laughs> and, I guess yeah, so. And, yeah. Right. Why I was not? like, if everyone else gets <laughs> to have fun, why shouldn't I, you know? So, why not? um, yeah. And, and that's been, we've, we've been seeing, um, you know, a lot of interest and a lot of great adoption for it. And it's just, you know, I'm just so, thankful to be part of something that people are enthusiastic about and people have been like, this is going to change the way I do things. And I'm like, that's like the greatest compliment anyone could ever (laughs) ask for, you know? Wonderful. Yeah. So your mission and Mackie's mission kind of are in alignment. I think, yeah, you know, (laughs) yeah, I think my mission is aligned with, yeah, what serves, what serves that, you know, because I don't know, I just love doing it. Like, um, some people will be like, yeah, don't make your job your life. But I'm like, but I love my job because it's like what I want to do, you know? And so, uh, sure. you know, I guess that's a good thing. Good problem to have, right? <laughs> Definitely. So can you talk a little bit about what the DLZ does? Because, you know, you've talked yeah. about what it is, I guess. But if someone isn't familiar with it. I'm just curious as to like what kind of problems it solves. Absolutely. Thank you. Um, yeah. So we market it as um, an adaptive digital mixer for podcasting and live streaming. So it's, it's a digital mixer like any other, and it's fully capable, mm-hmm. like the traditional, you know, mixer that Mackie would have made is like, you know, uh, just all of your routing needs for getting audio here to there and, getting EQ and compression and making things sound good. And, um, it's some, for some kind of hard to wrap your brain around. And what we did with this product was we're trying to give people the benefit of using a mixer without necessarily having to be like the audio professional who went to school. Like I hear all the time, anytime I meet someone, they're like, Oh, the first board I ever used was a Mackie. And like, we all learned on it. I 
you know, we have them in sure. my classrooms, but like now that podcasting is for many people, like it's not just like a profession, like it's some, it's a hobby. And so, um, it's just about getting the benefit to the user, um, as quickly as possible. So we have these control modes in the DLZ creator, there's easy, enhanced and professional. And so someone who is a professional and wants all of the benefit of, of custom, total control and customization, all the fun stuff is in there, but we, the easy workflow is like a top level preset based workflow. There's also, um, what we call mix agent technology. And, uh, it's kind of like your personal audio engineer. So when you first turn on the mixer, there's a setup assistant, there's input detection. It'll detect, this is a microphone. You can choose what kind of microphone it is. Uh, it will listen to you and it'll set. I did it last night. You know, I was just like, I was testing around. I was like, oh, this sounds a little funky. And then I just went back and I was like, check one, two, three. And it went like, Phew. and I just heard all of the processing apply. And I was like, so yeah. And cool. I was like, cool. I didn't have to do anything. And then there was a little, like, I had a fan on in my room and I was like, um, mm -hmm. it was like when I would start talking, it would, it would just go from like nothing to being really loud. And, and so I, oh, so it, it was, was gaining, gaining me. You? Right. And what? so yeah, I just yeah. went in the settings and I, smoothed it out a little bit. And I was like, wow, that sounds beautiful, you know? And so, um, it, it just has like all of that flexibility and we tried to do it in a way that isn't like, you know, we have the analogy of like a DSLR camera has sure you have ISO and aperture and frame rate and you can, or you can just put on auto focus, you know, and it, and it will make a picture look yeah. good. And, um, that was something this should be doing that now. By yes. The way. Oh, <laughs> I'm right. not on yes. a Mackie. <laughs> Clearly. <Exactly>. Oh, well, <laughs> gonna, we'll, we'll never let that one go, man. We're just gonna, no. yeah. <laughs> but, no. um, yeah. So that was like, just the thing is making something that, you know, for the modern age and like we, we were the brand that made the first compact, like 16 channel mixer and, and kind of reimagined what that console could be. And now we're like, okay, we weren't mm -hmm. the first ones to make a dedicated podcasting mixer, but we were going to make the, as the mixer brand, we were like, we are going to make the best possible one we can make. And I feel like we set out, you know, we, we achieved what we set out to do. Thanks for taking the time to listen. Quick question. Do you know anyone else who could benefit from hearing more about how powerful sound can be? If so, would you mind sharing this podcast with them? It would mean so much to me. Now I'll stop interrupting and let you get back to the show. That's fantastic. Yeah, I'm really glad that you accomplished what you wanted to because, yeah, from what I'm hearing, it's a great unit. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so... Yeah, I mean, I have not tried it myself, but mostly because I kind of pass it off to someone else. <laughs> so not doing it myself, you know, I, I, I probably have less use for something like that. <laughs> but that's not to say that it isn't really important. And I know that there are a lot of people out there who are doing this all on their own. 
So, you know, I'm really lucky over here, I have to say, because like without Umberto, I would well, be completely And lost. it helps to have a team behind <laughs> you. And again, for me, you know, does. wanting to pick up live streaming and even with my understanding of, first of all, you know, I'm a content person first and the technical thing follows, mm -hmm. like that's not my passion. But, you know, I started, sure. okay, like I said, I, I have this capture card. I won't, you know, I won't name names, but I'm just trying to get that feed in there. And like, it just isn't working. And it's like, I was like, I, I just wonder how people who don't work in our industry make this happen. Right. Because it is, it's, it's frustrating and it's like, um, yeah. it takes a lot of trial and error. And that's again, like why, whatever we can do to help alleviate that is pretty nice because not everyone wants to learn about all of that stuff. They just want to sit down and sound professional and have some peace of mind. And like, that's, you know, that's the nice thing. Right. And so, you know, and that's not totally. like to say anyone has to present any certain way. There are teenage kids with cell phones who have a larger audience than I will ever have. Right. <clears throat> um, yeah. So it's not, you know, but for those who want, you know, to go that route, it's available. It totally is. Yeah. And we're seeing the rise of podcasts. They're getting incredibly prolific. There's they're everywhere. This has been part one of our interview. I hope you'll tune in next week for part two. Well, that's the end of this episode. Thanks for listening. And if you like what you heard, why not tell a friend about this podcast? It's available in all the usual locations. Until next time.